Welcome to another lesson of Ecom 101, where you get a crash course in all things e-commerce, from buying and selling to living an e-com life 24-7. I'm your host, Joey, and with me always is my co-host, Robin. Robin, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome. As we say on the show, <laughs> class is in session. <laughs> awesome. So you're doing well this week? Yes, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Awesome. We're going to try to keep this uh, quick and short because we've got a bunch of stuff to go over later on. Uh, this is a special lesson number three as we start getting into more of the nitty gritty of what we're trying to do here. Um, the topic today is a bullet point approach to start your eBay e-com business. We'll get to that in the next segment. Um, first, talk about some e-com updates. Robin, you have a big one that just came out Ooh. today with eBay Open coming up. Can you explain? Yes. Okay, so everybody who's going to open, this seems to be like a big, big deal for everybody. They're having a hard time finding it. Okay, so eBay has dropped an app to use at eBay Open. So where you're going to find that is either in the App Store or Google Play, and it's under I have to look at a Crowd, Crowd Compass. So you're going to go okay. find the app Crowd Compass, and then you're going to hit it download it and then once you download it you're going to actually go into the search bar and put ebay open 2019 and then from there it's just going to it's going to prompt a prompt you on what to do it's probably going to do like username a phone number and then like what your store is and then you're in the app and then you're connected and it's pretty magical because it's like a the smaller version of ebay open on their computer so it's awesome so it's a good so, way to keep connected it sounds to me it sounds a little complicated but once i go through all that what what am i getting am i just getting the agenda which i could get anywhere or am i getting like hey robin's in this room or i can connect to this one over here what's absolutely okay so basically it gives you a schedule and it actually lets you mark uh, it gives you kind of a um it's like a, a up-to-date so if anything was happening within the actual um, conference, all of that would be dropped into that app. So if you say, let's say uh, you and Patina were there, but you had two different classes, you can actually send messages to each other on through the app versus texting. So you're not, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a more round way or, or around What's the word I'm using? It is a better way of communication within the conference because sometimes it's so it's all self-contained within exactly. the app. So it tells you schedules, it tells you speakers, it tells you where to go for things, it gives you um, vendors. It, oh my gosh! And it actually gets you connected to different attendees too. So, for example, Joe, if you were there and you couldn't mm -hmm. find me, you just find me on the attendees list, friend me. And then you and I can converse and I could say, hey, meet me over at the water cooler. Okay, cool. So you can kind of see people on the list that you maybe wanted to meet up with and you can yes. send them a message by their store name or their username exactly. or their personal exactly. name and say, hey, it just, it Robin, just, Yes, up? exactly. And it just cool. keeps it just to the attendees so that it's not distracted from Facebook. Do you know like sometimes when mm -hmm. you're in a conference and you've got 45,000 things going on, the, the app just makes it a little more simple for those who are attending to stay within their little bubble, stay communicated, and then share whatever information is going on. Cool. That sounds like a fun thing to use while you're there. It is. It is. It's a, and, it's, and it's very secure. Last year they had a little bit of a hiccup on security. This year it's completely secure. They went through a really great app. And um, so you don't have to worry about anything being compromised this nice. year. Yeah. So that's my e-com buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> e-com tip. Perfect. Awesome. So usually at this point we have uh, some successes and stuff. There's our recess talk. That was sort of our roll call. We're going to recess now. Yeah. Um, or midterm, whatever. Uh, yeah, midterm, I guess. Because I don't think you get there and then have recess right away. So you have <laughs> to do some recess, studying. So <laughs> Usually we go into our successes here. We talk about failures also, tips and successes. Uh, Robin, do you have anything good this week to share with everybody? I do. I do. Okay. So we all know that, and if you don't, I'm going to tell you, the feedback on your store, we've been told over and over that it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. But I got to be really honest with you. For me as a seller, I, I use it as a marketing tool to show that I'm a top rated at 100%. 
uh, in my shipping and in my delivery. So I received my first negative in the first time in about a year and a half, and it hit me like a brick wall. <laughs> and I won't go into the situation um, because I think it's very rare, the situation, but it was a negative one, and he was not telling the truth about what happened, and I had proof, and so I downloaded the proof, and then next thing you know, eBay sided with me to say, you know, you're right, Robin, this was not okay, because what happened is then he, then he dropped a negative on me more as a retaliation versus, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one thing if I give you bad service, right? Right. It was not that. It was just more of like, neener, neener, I'm gonna, now I'm going to throw an egg at your garage door. And, you know, so, so I just calmly reached out to eBay through the email because uh, if you go to eBay Open, a lot of times the attendees get these special little things. And two years ago, we got an invitation to have concierge. And concierge is a special service, uh, customer service, so it kind of gives us a different phone number to call. And so I just sent an email to them, and my concierge was like, Robin, we got you. I'm going to look into it give us 48 hours and it was less than that and they sent me a little email telling me don't worry we took care of the feedback and you're back to 100 percent wow yeah so that was so my the, win so the lesson here a that to a win. pays to uh <laughs> so the lesson is it pays to keep track of everything that's going on um mm -hmm. be calm don't right. be rash and jump to conclusions be confident in your and what you did as, as a seller throughout the process and everything should hopefully work out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, it I should. it's part of business, right? I mean, I yeah. think if you just keep yourself professional and know that sometimes you cannot please all customers. And if you just do like Joey's number tip on a couple lessons ago was that, you know, ship like how you would want to get and receive your items, treat, and be treated the way you want to be treated. And that's how I live my, you know, that's how I live my mantra through my business is I just want to be treated with respect and kindness. And that's what I do. And I, I just refuse to drop into that whole back and forth in emails that sometimes happens with buyers that are frustrated or wanting to, I won't use the S word. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, I don't, you know, it's oh, yeah, rare. It's definitely hard through, um, typing to really know the intent behind right. words that are used and you know so you don't really want to jump to a lot of different conclusions in that regard you just want to kind of feel it out like i always with somebody asks me a question about a return i always kind of want to know why and i'm not being accusatory as to like why yeah. do you want to return this item it's awesome i want to know like what's wrong so i know how to fix it for the next right. sale right so absolutely put it back on i want to know what's going on so i can fix it right and so and that's how that conversation originally started um, I'm the same way. Like, how can I make your experience better? So that's how it started. And then it just kind of went downhill on his side and I just refused. And I'm telling you, if you have buyers like that, listen, you do not have to take that abuse. So all you have to do is contact eBay and they will certainly step in for you and start, you know, either send an email to the buyer explaining, Hey, look, you cannot use a harassment or cuss words in your email. Would you please refrain from that? So forth and so forth. But mm -hmm. that's what happened. So well, luckily we haven't had to deal with any of that. Yeah. yeah. Luckily we haven't had to deal with any sort of like um, derogatory writing or anything. You've just had people who, and like most people have had the, the seller that doesn't necessarily read through the entire right. title description or item specifics when they buy something. Right. Right. We had somebody buy a snapback hat and then, got it and said um it's it doesn't fit my head or it's not the right size it wasn't a fitted oh they, they said it wasn't a fitted hat mm. i thought it was a fitted hat because i hadn't taken a picture of the back of the to show the snap parts right but i had said it in the description and in the item specifics and in the title and they because i didn't put a picture they assumed it was a fitted hat i guess even though i said it three times that it wasn't <laughs> well lesson learned i went back and took a pictures of all my hats, the backs of every single one of my hat ads, right. like ones that I didn't have. Cause I was just right. trying to be like, look, I took eight photos of a hat. Do I really need to take nine? Well, apparently yes, I need to take nine photos of a hat. <laughs> you know, it's a little overkill. Now, I'm just saying, but yeah, you have to make sure you take pictures of all the angles. So you cover yourself. So when I called right. eBay and said, Hey, um, 
you know, he's trying to return it because it says item that is described. Right. No, it's described right. as a snapback and everything else. Uh, eBay was like, yeah, you know, you say it in the title, you say it in the description, you say it in everything else. If he thought it was something else that he purchased, that's that was on him. And right. we didn't have to take the return on that one. But nice. it's just a matter of just having patience and not necessarily jumping to conclusions and just having to deal with it. You're going to have to put some time aside in your day or your week to, to deal with returns. And that's yeah. oh, yeah. part of doing business. It really is, especially if you do clothing, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our, our e-com success of the week, I guess, is, uh, I think I might have mentioned it on the live show, we, we are now Posh Ambassadors. Nice, congratulations. Got I that finished that. up. Yeah, Tina took that over. That's her, that's her, that's her baby now. Nice, good so job. Kind of left me to do eBay. <laughs> she helps me out on eBay. She, does, she is, this is what you'll learn in a future lesson when you're, when you're, when you're a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what they call it, right? Right. Uh, sole proprietorship or solo entrepreneur. Um, you run every department of your business, right? Mm-hmm. So you're the accounting department, the shipping department, the managing department, the inventory department, mm-hmm. the customer service rep, you're everything. Mm-hmm. So luckily when you have a partner, um, you can kind of delegate some of those out. So Bettina for me and for our business is the head of shipping and quality control. So whenever I leave the store, you know, before we buy anything, she checks it all out, make sure it doesn't have any holes, rip stains, stuff that we can easily take care of. And nice. she is the quality control when it comes to shipping. So Very she nice. wraps everything, packs everything. My job with shipping is to print out the labels and stick them on the box. So that's it. So yeah, so she took over Posh in that regard and, and getting some really good feedback and she's been happy and yeah, so. That's great. great I love it. Another revenue stream sell, selling it. stuff on there that we haven't been able to sell on eBay, which is great. Yeah. It helps us out. It helps everybody else hey. out. So that's the thing we talked about on the live show was diversification and diversifying out your mm-hmm. uh, your stock in your store, but also diversifying your market streams and your income right. streams. They right. all have to be about one platform. Right. Um, and we'll talk about that in a future lesson. Because um, the next it. lesson we're going to get to shortly again is um, – the bullet point approach to starting your e-com eBay business. So basically Rob is going to approach it as a seller things you need to do from that perspective, um, how to, how to get some inventory, how to get started on the, on the platform. And I'm going to pop in after that, talk about some basic, uh, some basic business and financial things you need to do when you're just getting started. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, and we don't want to miss out on our favorite segment of the, of our show. It's time for coffee talk. Coffee talk. I love this part of the show. I know. That's our, big, uh, that's our biggest uh, thumbs up section. I think our, our analytics go up during coffee. Oh, I love it. 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 I love, it. I love uh, coffee. I know. So the first two sessions, our live section, and we did a special uh, live unboxing. I drank Black Rifle coffee. Nice. So today, is, yeah. I am breaking precedent and not okay. drinking Black Rifle coffee. It's not that I don't like it. The Liberty Blend, by the way, if you saw the unboxing video, it was outstanding. Nice. But I just happened to have some toasted Southern Pecan Blend from Sprouts in the brewer. So I just nice. poured it in my cup with some ice. And I'm ready to go. And it's fantastic as well. It sounds really smell good. is amazing. I know. I, I think that's the whole thing about coffee. It's like you smell it first and then it hits your palate and it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. It's, it's already like, got that. You don't have to add anything to it because it's already tasting like like a southern pecan pie. Ooh, yum. I'm all about Code word it. of the I day. Love- promo code word of the day at the end. Uh, what kind of coffee am I drinking? <laughs> southern pecan. If you can get to the end of the video, type it in. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> Robin, what are you drinking today? You told me about this oh, blend. Yeah. It okay, seems so, like, oh my God, the thing you were telling me about before we started was amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I, I decided to venture out and there's this, it's not new. It's not a new shop, but it's one that I haven't, I haven't gone to, but Jim told me to go. He's like, Robin, you've got to go. They're really good. So what, what do we come up with? Like Riscotti? Like, really? Yeah, we're going with Riscotti. Riscotti. Okay, so it's this beautiful little, I won't say little. It's not little. It's like a, it's, it's perfect size. Quaint? It's all, yeah, it's quaint, and it's it, the bar itself, the coffee bar, and the, where they have all their pastries and stuff, is just magnificent to look at. I have to tell you, presentation when you first walk in is amazing. 
So I did some research and there seems to be two owners, Lad and Anthony. So Lad seems to be the roaster. Oh, that's the other thing. Let me just clue you in. You roast three times a week. So you get fresh roasted coffee from this store because they do it in small batches. Nice. So I'm telling you, Joey, the smell from the parking lot. It's like, you know, when you do bread, mm -hmm. you're super hungry and you're like, I'm going to tear into this. It's the same thing with the coffee. So you walk in, you've got the quaintness, you've got this amazing pastry case, coffee just wafting over you. I didn't know what to do. I kind of walked in like, oh my God, I want it all. <laughs> and uh, so the lady there at the counter was like, hi, can I help you and welcome to Riscate? And I was like, I just want something really fun and whimsical and not super sweet. And she's like, okay, I can totally do that for you. I said, surprise me. So she made me a coconut macchiato because I'm all about coconut. It was so good, Joey. So good. Yes. But I also had to get one of Anthony's cupcakes. And so I got the pistachio cupcake. Oh. Oh, it was so good, Joey. Wow. It was like my own little corner, my little heaven. Oh my gosh. It, it was awesome. It was like everything that you would expect a coffee shop to be that buzz that's happening. There's somebody over there playing monopoly. There's a mom reading her book because her baby's asleep. I mean, it was just a perfect afternoon. It was great. And then because I love coffee so much and because I really do like just coffee, not like mixed coffee drinks a lot, I decided to get one of their bags to taste. Joey, um, just know that there's a bag coming to you soon because it is so yummy. <laughs> so I brewed that this morning. So I did 12 cups and it's like, it's, it's nice to go. So that is what I am drinking. And Perfect. if you guys are ever in town, it's Riscotti and Elk Grove. It's Riscotti Coffee Roaster Cafe. And Wonderful. It's, yeah. So if they I want to spell it. reach out, we're good. We'll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd love to try some. Mm -hmm. Scotty, you know, if you're, if you're watching. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what we're going to try to do, you guys. Perfect. We're going to try to, like, mix it up and try different things. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the roasters uh, and the smell. It, it, it's sort of like a a marketing thing that a lot of places will do like the bread and stuff uh in and out burger does that i don't mm. know if you've ever been to in and out burger before yes. but if you just come like we have one across the street from our target that we go to a lot and you get out of the car you could just smell the onions it's so good. if you're not even hungry you get hungry i know it's it's i'm telling you it's like disneyland yeah. when you walk down the main street of disneyland during mm -hmm. christmas they pipe yeah. peppermint exactly that's what that's what in and out does they specifically have like an onion that just cooks and goes out, you know, it's not the normal process. They're just cooking it to just smell it out. So yes. you smell yes. it and you're like, Oh wait, yeah, I do want oh, yeah. an out burger. Well, that's what Riscotti does. They yeah. just roast and that Sweet. coffee is just wafting all over Elk Grove. <laughs> it's funny. You're going to, you said kid in a candy store. I was going to say, you're like a kid in a candy store or a woman in a coffee shop. Yes. I love coffee shops and especially good ones. Bad Joey. Not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bad, hashtag bad puns. Oh yeah, but I, but you know what I'm saying? Like I really do like a really good coffee shop. Oh, for sure, yeah. Got like a, you know, an exactly. Office. And you're right. It's got to be. There's got to be a vibe about it too, right? Yeah. You can't just like some Starbucks. Like Starbucks for me, drink wise, is okay. Yeah, it's okay. It definitely tastes a little bit different. It's, everywhere you go, you're supposed to get the same taste, right? Right. It's to be brewed uniformly. So if I'm in Boston, if I'm in Florida, if I'm in Jakarta, India, or wherever, right. I'm right. supposed to get the same taste when I taste it, right? It's sometimes it's a little burntness to it or whatever. If people like it, you, whatever. I'm not going to criticize, but it's the vibe of the shop. There's some Starbucks you walk into and it's just completely dead. There's some, they're, they got music and they're lively baristas. Mm -hmm. And you want to go back to that one. So when you have a shop that you can go to that's got whimsical stuff on the wall or they got cool little pastries or the baristas are really knowledgeable and friendly and they're mm -hmm. like playing music or whatever. Mm -hmm. if, that's your, if that's your thing, man, the coffee could be great or it could be shitty or right. it could be crappy. <laughs> um, but it's the vibe that kind of makes up for it a little bit. We, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We talk about that a lot with my wife and I, when we go out to eat, I mean, the food could be the greatest food, but if the vibe is not there, yeah. it sort of just takes away from it. And if yes. you have okay food, but you have a great time, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, okay, it's equal. Like I, I, right. I want to go back to that place. Cause it's such a good time. Who cares if the food was okay? Right. I don't even remember the food being okay. Cause I remember how much of a fun time I had. Right. Right. So you want yeah, those kind like of me. vibey coffee shops, man. That's like me with coffee shops. Like I yeah. really do like the very quaint and, and 
special. Like they put a lot of effort into their marketing mm -hmm. and they made sure that they came across as a mom and pop versus a chain. Cause I'm really not into chains. I really do like, I mean, not that I'm slamming on Starbucks, but I do agree with Starbucks. I mean, uh, with you on Starbucks, that some Starbucks are very, you, you know, militarian, like it's very sterile and you walk in, you get your coffee and you go over to the office and that's what you do. But then there's some Starbucks that are like, they're in a lighthouse or they're, I mean, I've been in some really extraordinary Starbucks and I'm thinking, yeah. wow, this is rad. And the coffee's like, meh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but anyway, anyway, yeah, I so that was my experience for the coffee talk because I did it specifically Sweet. for, for our viewers. Cause I'm all about nice. the coffee. Thanks. Nice. Now that we're all brewed up and ready to go and caffeinated for our second yeah. half of the show here, yes, we're yes. going to get into something. And I should have mentioned earlier during ecom updates, um, eBay for business podcast number 49 dropped today, July 16th, uh, starting at the 38 minute and nine second mark. You'll hear a familiar voice. Wink, wink. It's me. <laughs> I think it's the third appearance on the show talking about uh, employees versus uh, independent contractors and processes and procedures and a little bit more about uh, financial coaching and what I do and how I help eBay sellers with that. There's a promo code on there. If you're listening to the podcast for free consultation, uh, mm -hmm. promo code is podcast. So feel free to use that same promo code here. Uh, there's a link below in the description to set up a free 15 minute consultation with me. If you have any questions Great. about what's going on and any, especially any questions once we get started today. Nice. So we're going to move into now our e-com life segment. I'm going to do something a little different now. Robin's going to do a little lesson, a mini lesson on um, starting yeah. your eBay business uh, from the inventory side, from the eBay side, and then we'll move into starting your business from the business slash financial side after that. And so we're just going to chime in here and Robin. Yeah. All you. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to keep this short and brief and we're going to bullet point this because we didn't want to complicate this. Like, down the road, we'll talk about like how we become better sellers. But right now, let's just talk about you decide that you want to sell on eBay or an e-com platform. Basically, we're going to go back to, you're going to start with something you know. So uh, if you do fishing or your golf or your baseball, or if you're a mom, stick with the brands that you know. And then the other tip to that is stick with things that are within the house, because let's go with the mom. If you're a mometer, and you could probably look around and you could probably see toys that you could get rid of and children's clothes and maybe even carrying vessels for the children that you wear, like the backpacks and all that. Then, you know, put that into a, a you know, a, a pile and then get ready so that you can start doing the next step. Okay. But before I go on, when you start your stores, when you first start, if you decide not to purchase a actual store and you want to just jump on eBay and you're brand new, like you've only purchased, I mean, yeah, you've only purchased like you're a buyer or if you've done nothing of the sort and you just signed on to the app, they're going to keep you gated with so many listings. We, we don't want to give you the incorrect number. So you're going to have to do some research there because Joey and I, it's been a minute since we've been brand new sellers. <laughs> yes. It's been a while. But I think it's anywhere between 10 and 20 and maybe it's 30, but they're there. The reason they do that is not to penalize you. It's to set you up to be a good seller because they want you to make sure that your customer service is on task, that your shipping is on point and that you understand that it's a process because it's, there are some platforms out there that it's really lickety split. You just throw it up and you go and then boom, boom, boom. eBay is a little different because it's a huge e-com platform and they just want to make sure that there's no breaking the rules, right? So they, they're going to make it so it's a little tight, a little restrictive. But after that, if you are starting to sell, all it's going to take is either an email or even a phone call to say, I'd like to bump up my listings. They're going to be more than happy to do it because they're in the business of making money. They are not trying to be restrictive. So just make sure you know that. Okay. Baby, baby steps. Yes. Baby steps. Right. It's everything. It's just like finance. It's all baby steps. So the next part, the next bullet point is like, once you have your pile, now I need you guys to do the research. So you're going to literally take a piece of paper, a pad of paper, I mean, simple. Take all the information you can off that label. So if it's Gerber, 
whatever, and then what the item is. So if it's a pair of Gerber overalls, you need to put that in the research bracket, right? Or the search bracket. And I will get into the next point on that. So there are, and the reason why is because you want to get the pricing right. You want to be, you don't want to be too low. You don't want to be too high. You want to be kind of right in the middle of the road. And what we call, Joey and I call it the sweet spot because you want your item to sell. You are not in the business of storage. You are here to sell your stuff. So then the next thing is you will hear Joey and I say this a lot on lessons and lives and on Instagram. We talk about go look at the sold comps. So we always say, go look at the sold comps. And for some people who are new, they don't really understand what that is. When you're on the app, there's these little filters that you can toggle back and forth. And once you put the item in, so let's say you go with Gerber jean, eight month toddler overalls, you can toggle that to solds and it will bounce up there the most current sold on eBay uh, platform app right away. But let's say you don't have time and you want to do it later. There are some other places that you can look for, um, for researching. So I, if you decide down the road that you want to jump in on the store game, you get a subscription to Terapeak for free at a certain number in your store. If you don't, I, I, you know, what I need to find out is Terapeak available to non-eBay people? I, I don't know if that is true or not, but there are other ones. There's, so there's WorthPoint. That's a really good one. That's really good for people like me who do a lot of hard goods and vintage. Oh, I love that. And then there's a new one that is called, and it has an app also, so it's in, available in, in the stores, uh, in the, the app store and the Google Play, uh, Seller Hound, Sell Hound. So it's this uh, really cute app. It's got a little dog and it's got a little sniffer and you put your information in the search bar and then next thing you know, you see a dog, like he's, he's rovering. So he's like running to do like the, I'm gonna go look for you to see that Gerber overall. And it will tell you, what, what I love about Sellhound is that it actually tells you where that outfit will sell better. So it will tell you like either eBay or Macari or Posh. And since Joey and I are clothing sellers sometimes that's important because vintage doesn't always sell quickly on ebay but it might sell on etsy right. so that's where that information you know gets get you know it, it's necessary but if you're first starting out and it tells you that ebay comps are lower at least you know you're not going to sell it for eight dollars but you're not going to go for 45 you're going to hit right there at 29.99 best offer free shipping and then next you know that item is out the house and you just made a cool 15 17 dollars so that's on the research. And these are cool apps to have with you when you're out oh, in the field. Absolutely. Um, sourcing as well. Mm -hmm. So you don't pick up the wrong item and bring it home and realize, absolutely. oh my God, yeah, this is not worth anything. And you made a good point, Joey, because sometimes the eBay app, just like any app, has a glitch. Like mm -hmm. it's not working or you can't get something. Well, don't worry because you have Terapeak or you have WorthPoint or you have Sellhound. So I'm just saying it's always nice because that's the thing with most resellers. You just, you don't have just one plan. You have like plan B and C, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Now, so he did interrupt again, like, correct no, me if sorry. I'm wrong. So eBay app allows you to look back, was it 60 days or 90 days? 90 sales? days. 90 Ter days. Terapeak is oh. one or three years and WorthPoint is 10 years, I think? I think so, yes. And Sellhound, I don't know what their analytics are yet, but, yeah. but don't worry. Because I'm going to talk to Suzanne there because she's going to be there. Oh, and guess what? So is Therapy. Oh, and guess what? So is WorthPoint at eBay Open. So I'm just telling you, it's always good to go to eBay Open. Um, okay, so now we're going to carry over into, so now you've done the research. Now you've done the, you're, you've done the listing um, and you know what you're going to sell it for. How do you package this thing so that it doesn't get dirty? You need, because you want to ship it the way you would want to get it shipped to you. You do not want a dirty Gerber jean overall sent to your house. So make sure that you launder it, do whatever you need to do to make sure that it is in pristine condition. So on that note, this is what I do. Once I do all those steps, so once I get my pile research and then I actually do the draft, uh, drafting is where you can drop it in and you make a draft and then you can go live with it or you can do what I just did today which is no drafting I just went straight to live listing 
Next thing I do is that I, oops, I then find, I have a, um, so I have like, like for example, if I sell t-shirts or something, I have a clear poly bag that is like a, you know, like a nine by 13, nine by 14. And I fold it nicely. I have a little folding thing that you, you can pick up anywhere. You, I pick it up on eBay for like, I don't know, $10. You can do it on Amazon. But anyway, it folds it really nicely and then it fits in here and it seals. And then I put an inventory number on it and then we'll talk about where that goes. But they come in different sizes. So like I have this for my, you know, my bigger items, you know, like this. And then what happens once I put them in the clear poly bags, the reason I put them in clear poly bags is one, to protect them because my store is in my garage. Two, it allows me to see the item. Um, and then what I do is once the item is sold, then I ship it into these fun poly bags. Like, so I have like one with like the flowers and one with the unicorn. And the great thing is it's doubly protected because I'm on the West Coast. It doesn't mean that they're not going to have a hurricane or tornado over on the East Coast. And items get wet. And I don't care who you are. If you do not put your stuff in another bag, this is going to get soaking wet because let's be honest, not all mail carriers, you know, give a darn. And they just toss it and it goes into a puddle or it goes, <laughs> you know, whatever. But at least I know that when I ship, I have done my due diligence on trying to get the product to them as safely and as dry and as unsoiled as possible. So even if this, this poly bag gets damaged or soiled, hopefully my second one doesn't. So there's that. And then I will save this for the next thing. So on supplies, Joey and I know this too. USPS has free supplies for us resellers. Um, I would suggest start looking on the USPS site and start looking at like what you might need. So if you're a clothing, um, seller, you might find that you want to use regional A's, um, the flat mediums. I use the flat rate, um, large for like boots and heavier men's shoes cause they sit better. Um, and the price is always the same. So if you can put that in your listing and you know the shipping within your listing, then it, you can do free shipping. Or once you get your subscriptions, you do get a little discount and we'll talk about that too. Uh, so this goes into on the supplies on your stores. So there's the basic, right? I think we came up with the basic was $4.95, I think, right? $4.95. That's like your starter store, yeah. Yeah, it's like a starter store, which is ground level. So it's boots on the ground. So maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you want to test it. Then there's the basic, which is uh, 250 free listings. And then you, for, as a bonus to say, thanks, hey, thanks for coming in here and trying to open a store. We're going to give you a $25 coupon that gives you shipping supplies. So basically they're giving you $25 worth of free shipping supplies. Yes. Then after that is what Joey and I have, which is the premium. Um, which you get a thousand good till, you know, good till uh, cancel. And then you get a $50 coupon for free shipping supplies. And then the store after that is the anchor, which is 10,000 listings, $300 price tag and a $150 coupon. Now we all try and try to emulate an anchor. I'm at a thousand listings now and I'm only at 790. I do know there are other people out there that are like 2,500 and 3,500 and 4,500. When you start getting into those numbers, it might actually be beneficial for you to, to move over to an anchor. Though you may never get to 10,000 listings, it, it's just cheaper. You know, and, and economically yeah. speaking, Joey will tell you financially speaking, you need to save as many ducats as you can instead of constantly paying the premium price for a listing going live all the time. But on that note, what I'm saying to you is that supplies do not have to scare you. You don't have to think about, right, right? <laughs> yeah, there are supplies. There's comes with the, with the coupon. Exactly. And you get, there's, you have access to tissue paper, you have access to stickers, you have access to branded tape. So you can literally start your business boots on the ground uh, for, yeah, see, there you go. For what it was at 2995 for the basic and you get 250 listings. I think for any 
new person, that is a really great goal to start. Like I'm going to work to get to 250. And then on top of that, like you got $25 free shipping supplies. Yeah. And then USPS, if you have one somewhere by you, I would suggest going in and just speak to them. They will show you an area where you can go and actually grab your supplies. Like how easy is that? I think there's two, three, three ones that I've three shipping supplies that I use for USPS probably more than anything. One is the padded flat rate, the medium flat rate and the regional a box. Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm just saying like you have access to this. You do not have to freak out. And the other thing, I don't know about you, Joey, I go sourcing for my boxes and bubble wrap. I live by a bunch of stores by mall where they throw bubble wrap out by the yard. So I just go with my truck and I roll it up throw it in my they're happy to give it to you they're like yeah. yes please and the then i think joey yeah. my supplier for peanuts i'm just saying exactly <laughs> this is throwing a side sit there uh if you're on next door oh yeah uh look uh put a post on there that you're looking for moving boxes and supplies mm -hmm. for people that are moving into the area and yeah you got free boxes free absolutely paper free peanuts packing tape packing um mm -hmm. cushions whatever they are yeah pillows yeah Exactly. I love it all. And, and yeah. if you order from Amazon, you're going to order a box of pencils and you will come this big and you'll have free shipping supplies for days. Yeah. And those are good boxes. Like what we do with the Amazon boxes a lot is we cut them down yeah. for backing for like magazines or something in the next Absolutely. Of the envelope Absolutely. And back up a second on your boxes. Um, so you can go into the post office and get them, but you can also order them online at the yes. USPS and have them shipped yes. to your house. Um, different sizes too. They have on there. This is one we just got recently. It's uh it's like a cubic size. Yes. This is the um, seven by seven by six. Nice. So it's a perfect little like small size for like trinkets and whatever. And it doesn't take up it's a lot a of space. It's a great size too. Yeah. It's awesome. And the other thing is eBay has a few on the eBay site. If you do like look for eBay mailing or eBay USPS, they'll have specific um, oh, size yes. boxes that are eBay branded on the side. Yes. But if you're I, selling I on another platform, you can't really use them. Yeah. You don't want to sell on Poshmark and send it in an eBay branded box if you, you can help yourself. So um, if you want to just stick it. the point being, you don't have to buy boxes. You don't have to buy a lot of stuff. You don't have to buy inventory. You don't have to buy boxes or anything to get started, right? Right. Exactly. That's Perfect. exactly my point. You're just, your boots on the ground. You're ready to go with very little money, mm -hmm. like maybe to no money. That's, that's hopefully the point. Right? Like that's really nothing. awesome, right? Yeah. And you're getting rid of inventory in your house. Like you're literally clearing space so that you can actually get rid of some of the chaos in your house. So then the, the last part of that, so we, we, and Joey will cover the bullets in here at bullet points in a minute. The last part is the storage. So if you're a brand new seller, and I would say most of us have probably done this, I think you need to find an area, maybe perhaps in your office, that may be a closet or a corner, and start there with keeping your inventory all in one area. So, cause you know, like if you only have 25 listings, that's easy to inventory. It's only when you start getting into the hundreds that it becomes a little harder. Um, clothing obviously is easier to store, right? Versus hard goods. But I can tell you that I am a hard goods girl. It's just as easy. And I'll show you that down the road, the inventory, uh, my inventory system, how I do that. Um, but for now to get started, find an area within your, wh wherever you want to start your business, like where your computer is always a good idea. Maybe where your printer is, your phone chargers, all that. I would start there and then just put the boxes there. Mind you, you don't have to start with a plastic bin. You could actually use just a recycled box, but just make sure you keep all your inventory in one area because the importance of inventory and storage is so that you know exactly where your item is because Joey, how many times have you and I have had the drill? I know it's here. I know it's here. Oh my gosh, I can't find it. I can't find it. Right? Yes. Because good inventory, just like any good, like bouncing your checkbook, once you know where you're at, you will never have to worry about, oh my gosh, where is that? Oh, I don't have enough money to cover that. I mean, like that's it's the worst feeling for any reason. Yeah. And like you were saying, if you have your inventory for your store, try to keep it in a separate spot from your personal inventory. Absolutely. Absolutely. We made that mistake early on where we had our personal inventory yes. in, in bins and our storage stuff, our, our store stuff in bins, but in the same room. Right. And almost the same color bins. And I, I knew like 
piled four high and I knew like bins mm -hmm. one and three were store stuff and bins two and four were personal, but I don't know if it's in bin one. So you're moving three bins to the floor, right? balancing bins on other bins because it's a tight squeeze to try to lift up a lid to see if something, no. Right. Once you come up with an inventory plan and an inventory plan that works for you where everything is and cataloged and it's easier to start when you have 10 listings than starting with a hundred. Right. Um, absolutely. Start your so process early. Yeah. So that was it. That was, I was trying to get it to, you know, because I've been selling for reselling for like two and a half years. So my system's way different now. I'm, I'm a little more advanced. Mm -hmm. So I had to really kind of bring it down to when I started. And these are the things that helped me. Like I just made it really simple and realized I don't need $500 to start. I actually started with anything out of my closet, you know, and then I, and then the shipping, it, if someone had told me what I'm telling you now, I think I would have been less stressed because I didn't realize all the little ins and outs like that. So, yeah. but there you go. There's so my, my recap uh, your bullet points, Robin. We have yeah. start with something, you know, yes. Research your product for the correct pricing, research right. comps such on, on sites like eBay, Terapeak, worth point and seller hound to sell right. hound. Sell hound. Yeah. Sell hound. Um, get your supplies together. Mm -hmm. um, shipping golden rules, ship things the way you want to receive them, right. get your supplies together. And I would even add to that when you're doing your listing and your research and your price, add in your shipping price to that as well, whether you're going to oh. do free shipping or not. Yes. Um, because if you're going to do an item with free shipping, then you have to account for the shipping cost when you're pricing. Right. Um, but also when you are weighing your item, you don't want to make sure you want to make sure that you're weighing it in the box that you're going to send it in. So right. you don't leave money on the table when it comes down to being like, oh crap, that was over a pound. I thought it was under a pound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which has happened to all of us at some point right. in time. Right. And then you just have to bite the bullet and pay it. Yes. And then the last point would be storage. Uh, keep everything in one place, uh, easy to get to. Um, keep track of everything in either like Excel, paperwork. I personally keep track of it in the custom field on the on the on the listing. Right. Well, Break I was going to do that like later on because that gets a little more complicated. Uh, yeah. Keep yes. make sure you right. keep track in some way, Absolutely. shape, or form where your item is, so you don't. So you spend right. more time listing than finding. <laughs> and that was not That's the case funny. for us in the beginning. We were always <laughs> finding rather than listing, and then because then you get frustrated because you, I'm going to spend an hour listing today, and then something sells, and then you yeah. spend 45 minutes trying to find an item that you get frustrated that by the time you do, you're like, I'm done. I don't want right. to list anymore. I'm done. It's crazy. And nothing gets, nothing gets done for the day. Right, right. All right. Well, now let's awesome. go to your side. Yeah. The Perfect. finance Which, business side. Exactly. So when you're starting your business, you are essentially thinking about it as a hobby, right? I'm going to do this part-time on the side. I'm going to make a couple extra bucks. Right. Wonderful. But what happens if the bug bites you and you want to go further? Right. I think I can make some money at this, right? There's mm -hmm. some, yeah, you know, you sell something right away and you're like, you didn't think so. And you get the extra money in your pocket and you know, you, you've done your 10 listings now and you've got ungated and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get a store. But now it's real. You're going to run out of things in your closet at some point and you're going to have to go buy it. And hopefully you start using the money you made on your previous purchases the stuff you had, you put some of that aside. Right. And you use that money to start buying items. Right. But where does that money go and what should you do and how should you protect yourself and what should you be if you're a business, right? I talked about this a little yeah. bit on the podcast today and I don't want to date the episode, but when you are looking at yourself as a business or thinking of yourself as a business, you have a different mindset, a different feeling about yourself than just like, oh, I'm just a hobby seller or whatever. No, you got to kind of, I'm a business. Yeah, I'm a business owner, right? So you have to you start thinking differently. Right. But basically... There's a couple of things you'll do to transition from a hobby seller to a business, uh, to, a, to a business, right? Right. The first thing you're going to look into is possibly a fictitious name statement or a fictitious business name or a DBA doing business as at your bank. So a lot of us will have store names. Once we get a store, um, it won't just be Joy Ruffalo or Robin Right. <laughs> you know, it'll be your store name, you know, Green right. or whatever. Uh, John's Boutiques or uh, Jimmy's Electronics. Well, those are store names or fictitious names that have to be, you know, rectified at the bank or in, in, in right. legality, right? So you have to register those names. 
So typically you'll go to the county clerk's office, you'll register with them, you fill out a little paperwork, cost a little bit of money here and there to do that, and you'll have that name. So then you can take that name to the bank and you can open up a bank account in that name. So if you decide to take a check and they write it out to uh, Robin's Antiques, well, now you can cash that check. Right. Or, you know, deposit into that account. Then you can have uh, your credit card or not credit card, your debit card mm -hmm. in that account uh, and keep your personal and your business expenses separate. Okay, so what That's you're saying like you go to the bank is make sure that you, because I want to make sure, because I'm, I'm learning too as we go. Yep. So we need to try to get the fictitious names registered, mm -hmm. right? And then the other takeaway I got from that was to make sure that you keep your personal expenses and your business expenses completely separate. Correct. That's, that's, okay. that's sort of like the main takeaway from all of that is to keep your personal and business separate. You don't want to commingle assets right. or commingle funds. It makes it much harder come tax time. Gotcha. Um, just keep it separate because you have separate deductions and everything else. We'll get into yeah. different lessons, but right away, just keep it separate. And the bank will ask you for uh, your DBA statement from the county clerk's office to open. Okay. And county clerk. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's other processes that you can go through when you get to the clerk's office. Like you might have to publish it in the newspaper for four weeks and all this other stuff that goes along with it. But initially you can leave the clerk's office with the paperwork, go to the bank, open your account right away. Okay. And then what I do is connect that, account to my PayPal. Okay. And that PayPal is the one that's connected to my eBay account. So I can draw money out of PayPal to my bank and move money back into PayPal if I need to use it for anything else. Right. And PayPal tends to be the money I use the most because you get the 1% cash back on the yes. card. That's good because that's just good sense. Yeah. Ha. Second thing you might look into is um, like licenses and legalities. So each town freehold community district, wherever you're living, has different rules and regulations as far as what's considered home-based business or what you might need a business license for, right? Right. And that all costs different things. So for example, in Albany, California, which is just north of Berkeley, mm -hmm. they charge $238 plus uh, $15.20 for the first home-based business license. If you're in Orlando, Florida, you pay $50 for a home occupation processing fee. Okay. So that's the cost, initial cost of starting to do business. If you want to really go on the legit, I'm legal. I have a business license in my town. Okay. So again, research with your town specifically or your county on what that might cost you. Okay. So like in California, because we're such a big state, you should really kind of look in each city, right? Yeah. Check with your city. Okay. Again, yeah, Sacramento, where you are, it might be different than where I am, and it's obviously yeah. different from. And you can look okay. and see Albany, California is two hundred and almost two hundred ninety-five dollars. Orlando, Florida is a huge town; it's fifty bucks. Right, right. That's cool. Okay, good. Yeah. Actually, that's that's awesome. Okay. Last thing you might need, uh, especially in California, you may need a reseller license. Okay. Uh, in California, it's called a seller's permit. Okay. Uh, there's two purposes for that. One is if you purchase large large amount of goods for resale. Uh, you can possibly be exempt from uh, paying the sales tax on those items, which gotcha. will save you some money because you're also going to, because you're going to collect it later on when you right. sell it. Right. Um, second That's part cool. is if you sell within the state, the residents, uh, you have to collect sales tax on those purchases. So if you're in California and sell to California, collect the tax. Now with the internet sales tax issues and with eBay collecting a lot of the stuff for you, um, Check don't don't sleep on that though. Don't sleep no. on the fact that anybody's doing it or other companies are doing it because that might change at some point in time. Right. And you need to know about it. Right. Because I can tell you right now, they're not collecting for California right now. No. But there is a list of like what, 15 or 12 now? 12 to 15 yeah. states that eBay does collect taxes for. But Joey is right. You can't always count on them to collect it. I, I would just always be very diligent on the tax part because your tax guy would love you. Yeah, <laughs> there was, I think there was eight states as of July 1st. Uh, oh, okay. See, so I'm, are, I'm are jumping ahead. But yeah, in your own state, like California, yes. you're supposed to collect it. So we make sure right. you're actually supposed to charge it too on the um, listing. There'll be a part to click mm -hmm. it, to collect it. And you really should be doing that if you're not. I do. Good. Yeah. All right, so, was, yeah. How are you dealing me now? <laughs> yeah, so the recap again, you need um, what you need is your name. Oh, I didn't actually explain your EIN number. So your EIN number is another thing you could use. You could use your own specific social security number. Oh, okay. What you may want to have is an employee identification number. 
And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're an employer. What it is is essentially a social security number for your business. Oh, without giving your social security number. Correct. So you can operate ah. under a different number yes. than that. You only okay. get, you only need one. So the IRS will limit you to one, no matter how many different businesses you have. Right. So if you have Robin's Antiques, Robin's Tiki Mugs, Robin's Reseller Business, and you want right. to use EIN, that EIN is good for all three of those. Oh, very cool. Okay. You can separate your okay. business stuff from your personal right. stuff in that regard. Right. Right. Yeah, so def definitely another thing. And we'll definitely, appreciate. you guys, listen, we'll definitely break this down because, Joey, it, it, you just can't do all of it in one. Yeah, I'm just trying to give a quick, thing, quick I mean? brief overview. No, so the things you need, points. again, what you'll need is your, uh, your business name. Right. Uh, your EIN number, which is free to get from the IRS. Right. Uh, your business bank account. Right. Your business license if it's needed in your town or community right. for home base and a seller's permit if it's needed in your community as well. There you go. Bullet points. Bullet points. Lastly, right. what you'll do here is um, you'll decide what kind of business do you want to be. Yes. Many people think about businesses as those evil corporations, right? The one percenters. <laughs> they all want to be rich with the corporation. So right. there's actually other uh, entities as well. There's sole proprietorship and there's okay. LLCs. Okay. Besides corporations. So sole proprietorships are basically a single person. Or in some states, a husband and wife. Okay. So, for example, in our business, um, my coaching is me, but my wife is part owner, even though she has nothing really to do with the business because we live in California. It's a community property, 50-50 state. So, husband and wife team. Got so it. She owns half I'm my business. I own, yeah, I'm she owns half my business. I own half of hers regardless, right? So, that's the sole proprietorship. You can, you know, you're involved in it. That's how you get that second person involved in your business, even though it's right. all means one, right? Okay. All right. It's That's the most, cool, really. yeah. I didn't realize the whole definition of that. That's really cool. Yeah. It's actually the most cost effective way to operate. Okay. Business licenses are usually the cheapest because you're filling it out for one person rather than for multiple. Right. It does offer just minimal protection in regards to liability and you're responsible for your own taxes at your tax rate. Okay. Because uh, your business income is added to your personal income at that point. Right, right. So if you have a job that you make 30000 in and you sell online and make 30000 right. you have a personal income of $60,000 for taxes. Okay, got it. You have your deductions for business and everything else, but it's added to your personal income. Gotcha, cool. Uh, an LLC is called a limited liability company or limited liability corporation. Okay. Um, it's, it's a little more costly to set up depending on your location. So like in California, for example, there's a flat fee to set up an LLC. I right. used to be $700 a year, regardless if you made any sales or anything. It was that's yeah. how much it cost you. Some right. states it's free. So research, you could actually register in another state if you need to. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just check into that um, to make sure. Um, again, I'm not an attorney on that, but just to double check. Right, right. Uh, a lot what of people register. Research, research, research. Yeah. A lot of companies you'll notice are registered in Delaware. If you notice on your credit card companies and everything else, yes. banks, they're all registered in Delaware because Delaware is a cheaper state to do business in. Oh, okay. um, So they all have home little bases there and register there and then operate out of Delaware laws. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. So the difference on the LLC is um, you do get some liability protection because it is a, it is a business entity that's sort of shielding you a bit. Okay. Uh, your earnings are taxed on a pass-through basis. So that means you're taxed oh. at your personal rate rather than a corporate rate. Okay. Same thing, as the, same thing as the sole proprietorship, right? Oh, that but is But you cool. have all the rights and protections of a corporation. Very cool. So you get all your corporate rights, but you, your taxes are taxed at your personal, not your corporate okay. rate. Because corporate rates are a little bit different than personal income yeah. rates. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So the last thing is your, um, your S and C corp. So your S corporation and your C corporation. There's not going to be a lot of people that are going to be doing that. Right. Um, basically, it's your, if you're a C corporation, you get double taxed. Mm. So you're taxed at a corporate level and a personal level, but only on the profits. And right. We want to make profits, okay. so we're going to be taxed a lot. Uh, the S Corp is the pass-through, which is similar to the LLC, where you're taxed at a different rate. Yeah. But you're taxed, at the, you have shareholders and other people involved. You can't really set that up unless you have three or four people involved in your business. Oh, okay. Uh, an LLC, you could do sole, as a sole LLC or single, right. per, single person LLC and a sole proprietorship as well as just you or you and your spouse. So Cool. Those are easier things to kind of get started on your own. You don't need other yeah. people involved and it's just a lot cheaper and you get some protection. But in the beginning, you're a sole proprietorship. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah, as, you, as you start building up, then you can look into yeah. an LLC if you need to. But 
I right? really wouldn't go that that's far what right you, now. You can do that, right, Joey? Like you could start with soul, mm -hmm. you know, um, proprietorship, and then you can go into an LLC, right? Of course. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get exactly. it. Exactly. Especially when you start building up some income, you start building up some inventory, you start building right. up some presence online or depending right. on the types of products you're selling, you may sure. want to protect yourself a little bit or you right. have other things you're doing besides selling online that are part of selling online. Right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You need to protect yourself on. Like if you're, Absolutely. you know, giving out bad information or that could harm somebody later on. Yeah. You know, or, or something along those lines. Like, if you're an investment person and you're giving false information and somebody loses their, their nest egg, oh my. Uh, you want to be protected. So, Oh gosh. Yeah. Don't do that unless you got your right information. No, exactly. <laughs> and you know where to go for that. So, right. Oh, and cool. The, the last thing I would mention for this when you're first starting out is having a plan. And okay. I, I stress that all the time. So having a right. plan doesn't necessarily mean um, full on jump ball, balls to the wall business plan. Right. 30-page right. marketing plan, 30-page uh, business plan. No, it, it just means you have a one-page business plan, a one-page marketing plan. This is what I want to sell. This is how I want to sell it. This is where I want to sell it. Right. So having a plan uh, is better than having no plan. Absolutely. Uh, failure to plan. Uh, planning to fail is failing to plan. Right. right? Something along those I keep messing I that. Couldn't, I couldn't. I, you know, honestly, you, you just kind of hit it. You, listen, you just got to have a plan. Yeah. You have to have a plan for your financial future and you have to have a plan for your personal future and you have to have a plan for your e-com future. I mean, exactly. you, you have to plan it. And I, this, this was just a start. This was just a dabble in for those who need to just get the bullet points. I think mm -hmm. we did a good job, Joey. I think we did a good job. Yeah. So that's basically it guys. And that kind of rolls together as you're building your business Right. on the inventory side you should be building your business on the the financial side as well and your, and your business foundation because right. you don't want to get to the point where you have a thousand listings and no business plan or no a thousand me. listings and no idea how to pay taxes that was me in the beginning and i'm telling you i'm telling you right now if there's anything into this plan i would say do not start this business without a plan right it's just a baby plan Start with some goals and the plan because then when you start growing, it just becomes easier. Don't do what most of us resellers have done. Jumped in fully clothed and then floundering. Wonder, and then wonder why your clothes are wet. Right. Because we're right. caught up in wet jeans. It's gross. Oh. So now we're all paying the price. You know, I mean, we're all caught up now, but it took some time. So if you have a chance to do it right from the very beginning, start with a plan. With exactly. The side and the finance side. Yeah. Specifically, they're both good hand in hand because you really do need to make sure that you're not overspending here and you're not undercutting you over here, meaning that you're protected, your bank's protected, your corporation exactly. or, your, or your business is you know, protected. But anyway. Yeah. And we'll get into later lessons. We'll break it down even further. Like, for example, yes. when you talk about the stores, um, I always refer to the um, your listings as virtual shelf uh, items on a virtual shelf, right? Right, right? So when you talk about having a $59 a month store at a thousand listings, yeah. you have 750 listings. So those listings actually cost you more per month than right. if you had a thousand listings. Those yeah. thousand listings cost, you know, six cents a month as opposed to right now you're paying like around eight cents a month. It doesn't sure. sound like a lot, but if something doesn't sell for a year, and you spend an extra dollar storing it somewhere, and then by right. the, you know you have to factor that all into your cost if you're ready to upgrade or not to a store and what level, like you said, yeah. going from a basic to a, a, a anchor store. At right. some point, there's a tipping point. Yes, and a we thousand will and one, yeah, thousand and one listings doesn't mean right. Thousand right. one listings doesn't mean I'm going to upgrade to an anchor store. Right, it means you well, get yeah. so much uh, cheaper listings after mm -hmm. that. At some point, you're going to be paying more than two hundred ninety nine dollars listening it the old way that it makes right. sense to upgrade even if you're not at 10,000 listings. Right. And we could, we could cover that in a whole nother lesson. Cause, cause yeah. this is where, I mean, this, we could just expound on this for hours, you guys. And it gets a little, yeah. Okay. Back to this thing. Right. So just take it right now, everybody that it's just basic every, or just starting every lesson, take the notes because it should be bullet points. And we're trying to reel us in so that we don't give you way too much so that you guys are like, oh my gosh, I have a brain freeze now. Right, we just love talking. Um, right, right. It's the coffee, right. I think. It's the right? coffee. The coffee gets us going. But anyway, I think this yeah. is great. I think this is a great start. You guys, this is a great start. You guys are gonna have, yeah. um, 
I think you're just going to, you're, you're on the road to success. And that's all we want. Joey and I just want to teach you a better way of how to do e-com and a better way to do your finances. And exactly. We just want to be there with you along the way and help yes, guide you. Absolutely. This process. Right. And enjoy coffee while we're doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So all right. well, with I that, I will say that's it for lesson three class dismissed. Joey, nicely done. Everybody have a great time, a great, great week. Uh, Remember to like and subscribe. Uh, Hit the notification bell on the side so you know when we go online, especially when we go live, which we'll be going. uh, We did two live videos last week. Um, We're thinking about going live again. Well, probably at eBay Open, so look for eBay Open live stuff that we're going to do with some special guests, maybe. Yes. Wink, wink, nod, nod. We don't know who yet. Lots of surprises. You never know who's going to pop into our show and say hello. And if you guys are going to eBay Open, find me, find the girl with the flower. I've got limited edition swag and just come say hi because you might just maybe make a show or two. (laughs) And with that, we'll say good night and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.